0: Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakening to Happiness Now global series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And my good friend, Dr. Monique Hunt is with us today. And we're going to be talking about so much, but we're going to be talking about ancestral story clearing, releasing hidden grief, family trauma, and cultural wounds. So that is a big topic. And so we're, I don't know, you know, like, I just can't imagine all the stuff that we, that we're carrying, you know, so... It'd be interesting to to hear about how our ancestors' stories might be disrupting our happiness, how ancestral stories of grief, abandonment, and betrayal are impacting your relationships, your happiness, and abundance, and how ancestral story clearing can help you release old wounds that are blocking your success. And also, we're going to talk about why you can't seem to manifest career opportunities or clients for your business, and how your ancestors can support you with living your soul's purpose. Excuse me. And so we're going to talk about all that and more. We always do some sort of guided meditation or process as well. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, for those of you who don't know, Dr. Monique Hunt is, you know, she's been on our show many times and we love having her. I always learn so much from Dr. Monique and it's always so much fun talking about ancestors and how we connect ancestors, ancestral story clearing. Um, so she is a spiritual teacher and founder of the Ancestor Wisdom School She is a master ancestral story clearing practitioner who uses the healing power of your life stories and your ancestors' guidance to help you create a clear path for living your soul's purpose. So, I mean, that's a lot, right? So we're going to talk to Dr. Monique a little bit more about how she works with ancestral story clearing so that we can not just clear what's in the way, but also how we can access the support from our ancestors' to create the life that we desire,
1: right? So uh, Dr. Monique, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm always happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me back. I love your show. So this is an honor. Thank you. And it's always so much fun. We always have so much fun. We always have so much to
0: talk about. And I always feel like we could talk forever. (laughs) For hours and hours and hours. We could talk forever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So let's just, I, I just want to get started on talking about, you know, because some people I, you know, did not know before I met you long time ago, years ago now, right? I did not re- really recognize the importance of working with our ancestors. You know, for me, it's like, well, they're not here. They're gone. What can they do? I didn't know them at all. You know, that was my, that was my thing in the past, okay? I, I've since wisened up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've gotten wiser. So can you just talk to us a little bit about ancestors, how they can be of benefit to us, how the work that we do, whether it's you know through ancestral story clearing or any of the other work that we do, it does actually help them as well and, and how that's connected.
1: Yeah, so what happens for us is that we carry the wounds, the trauma and of our ancestors. We also embody their courage and resilience and wisdom as well. And what happens is is we carry both of those around with us. And if we engage in the parts of the DNA that have these beautiful gifts that the ancestors have imparted to us, then it helps us. It helps guide us. It helps move us forward. It helps us with our soul purpose. And it really is a major benefit to us. But when we also have to carry along those wounds, which can come from our historical situations, as well as you know, the ancestors passing this information down to us, their stories, their traumas, their experiences, they, they pass that down to us. And when we embrace that unconsciously and sometimes consciously, then what we do is we end up having those same experiences in our lives. And it just continues from generation to generation until we make a decision that we're going to stop that from being passed from generation to generation. And so what we do with the Ancestor Wisdom School is I begin to show people how to identify, one, the karmic stories that are impacting their lives. And then two, how to clear those stories so that we don't continuously repeat those stories, not only in our own life, but also in future generations. So the beauty of this is when we identify those karmic stories that are showing up in our life and in the lives of our family members, we can clear those stories. And when we clear those stories, we not only clear them for ourselves, but we clear them for everyone that is currently living in all future generations as well. And that's how ancestral story clearing really begins to help us really be able to release some of these things that are preventing us from living the life that we want to live, preventing us from being happy, preventing us from living our soul's purpose, preventing us from having the abundance that we want, the relationships that we'd like to have. Mm -hmm. And when these keep repeating, then it really became, it becomes really challenging. It becomes a struggle to have some of the things that we really want to enjoy in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think especially like, you know, if we've done everything and it's like, nothing is shifting, nothing is working, nothing is changing, then maybe, you know, it's a good idea to look at, all right, maybe let's look at ancestors and how we can clear some of those blocks from their lives, you know, from the past and also use them as a resource. I don't like the word use, but you know what I mean? Like have them be a support for us, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So, um, so with the ancestral story clearing, for example, how would that work when, for example, let's say we don't, we have no idea about our ancestors. Some, I, I don't, I have no idea. We've talked a little bit about this before, but you know, I really don't know what they did, what they didn't do, what their lives were like. I don't even, like, even my my great-grandparents, I have no idea, right? So even if we don't know anything, how can we still benefit from talking to our ancestors, bringing them into our lives? You know, I've tried, you know, like, I always, like, call in some of my, you know, grandparents, the ones I do know, right, into my sacred space and my meditations and things like that. And sometimes in the past, my grandmother has come forward with messages and so on. But on the whole, I don't know. I'm a little disconnected, to be honest.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So when you don't know much about your ancestors, there are absolutely still ways that you can connect. If you want to know what the karmic stories are that are in your family, you can take a look at your family members what are some of the patterns that you see showing up? Is there a history of abandonment? Is there a history of divorce? Is there a history of really successful and happy loving relationships? Is there a history of prosperity or a history of poverty? Taking a look and you'll be able to identify that these are the stories that are showing up. And we know that if they're showing up in our family, then they absolutely were showing up way before we came into existence right Mm -hmm. they were showing up in our lineage somewhere with our ancestors so we know that they've experienced those stories we don't have to know who they are to know that those stories existed the other piece that we can look at is looking at historically what has taken place what were your ancestors a part of the Holocaust? Were they enslaved? Were they involved in a particular war? If they were, then you know that maybe abandonment is an issue, an issue. betrayal may be an issue in the family, abuse may be an, an, an issue. You know that these things happen because of the information that you received over the years of what maybe your ancestors experienced. You don't have to know your ancestors' stories in order to clear the stories. If you know the stories, great. It makes it easy. You go in, you work with the ancestors, and you clear those stories. But you don't have to know those. You just need to know a little bit about what has happened culturally, ethnically, where your your family originated in the world, what was happening then, and what's happening in your family now. Now, there are people who are adopted. And so that makes it a little bit more difficult sometimes for them to be able to know anything about their family members. What they do know is they had a mother and a father, and they had a mother and father, and they had a mother and father. So that's clear. You know that the ancestors are there. You can call upon those ancestors and invite them in to work with you. And that's what I do when I'm working with people I invite the ancestors in and I ask them to share the stories with me and as they share the stories with me it doesn't matter if a person knows their family or doesn't know their family those ancestral stories will begin to come through and then I can work with the ancestors to clear those stories. One of the other things that happens for people who are adopted is they also take on the energy of their adoptive family. That means that some of the experiences that perhaps your adoptive parents had and some of the experiences that their parents have have been passed down for generations and generations, which means that when they're raising you, you're going to take on a little bit of the energy of that family as well, which means we do some clearing work in that area too, because they are a part of you. And they bring that energy into raising you. So that's how we deal with people who have been adopted. And then we also work with people around um, the historic piece. And that is a piece that I think is really powerful because that's when we can really see where some of these stories have come from because of historically what may have happened.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so, You know, this is a you know in in energy clearing work and in the ascension process, a lot of you know healers work with doing ancestral clearing, right? We we've all gotten to that point now where okay, we we worked on our own stuff. We started to work on our family. Now we're working you know through to the ancestors and and the collective, right? A lot of us are there now. But how did you first start to work with your ancestors, or how did you first become aware that that was even something that you needed to do was, you know, to contact
1: them and work with them? That's a great question. It has been, you know, a process over many, many years. I remember as a young child, I was that that child that loved to sit at the knee of the elders and hear their stories and hear the stories of their parents. I wanted to know. And so as I was sitting with those ancestors, I mean, excuse me, with those elders, I was hearing the stories of the ancestors and I was feeling a connection and feeling like, hey, you know, I wish I had known these people. Right. And through my dreams, um, because that's a wonderful time for ancestors to connect with us through dreaming, through um, meditation over the years, the ancestors would come through and they would share messages and they would share information with me. And my grandmother, who was also a healer and a um, a really deep intuitive, would say to me, you know, tell me stories about her ancestors and her experiences and her work as a healer as a young child. And oh, you have this gift, you're going to be doing this. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe. But, you know, I went to school, I did the traditional thing, went to college, got an engineering degree, got a corporate job that kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, I may be doing that for fun, but, um, or just, you know, for a few friends, but you know, Mm -hmm. as big as she's saying, no. Well, (laughs) a couple of things happened, but the one story that, you know, really involved the ancestors that was a real eye opening for me and a connection to the ancestors is when my family and I, my grandmother, my aunts and my mother and I went to the plantation that my grandmother's grandmother was on and we went to visit this plantation because my mom and my aunt were doing our genealogy research and writing our family history book we went to this plantation and as we um were driving we were kind of talking about how we were feeling about it and we were laughing and joking about different things and then we turned down the street which was like a very narrow road that went to the front of the house. And as we turned, I could feel our energy shifting and everybody became quiet and still. And as we drove to the house, we noticed that somebody was actually out. So we were actually just going to drive and take a look and and then leave. But there was a gentleman there and he said, he invited us to come and he gave us a tour of the property he showed us where my grandmother's grandmother would have worked and where she um, cooked because she was a cook. So, I mean, it just, it it was such a chilling experience, but the experience that was the most memorable for me was we decided that we wanted to go look at some of the grave sites and some of them were marked. Some of them weren't. So we had to climb up this really tall hill to get to where the grave sites were. We climbed the hill, we got to the top of the hill and we're walking around and we're all very quiet. And my grandmother, <clears throat> who at that time had heart problems, even climbed that hill. That's how important it was to her to actually be there with the ancestors. And we walked around. And as we were walking, suddenly one of my legs went all the way down into the earth. I mean, just out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I stood there and I didn't panic. I didn't become fearful. I just felt this energy in this voice say to me, we're happy you're here. Tell our story, listen to our stories. And I thought, wow, This is really powerful. I mean, it kind of made me tear up at the time. And I just kind of stayed in the hole for a while. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I just stayed there. I stayed there for a while. And then finally I had to get somebody to help me out. (laughs) Because I mean, literally, I was, my leg was all the way down in this hole. And normally for me, I would have been freaking out, right? (laughs) I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. But I didn't. I felt very at peace. And... Finally I came out and I just sat and I walked around a little bit I sat and I just felt the energy of the ancestors and it was at that time that I think the switch came on and they really started showing themselves and presenting themselves to me and I started listening to their messages and really that's how Ancestral Story Clearing was born. Mm-hmm. It was through me listening to them and them talking to me and sharing with me and actually bringing people into my life that needed to hear the messages of their ancestors. And as I became you know, more and more in tune with the ancestral world, I was able to present that information to people. And that's really how it all got started. Awesome, I love it. And that's the thing, it's like, you know, it just,
0: you know, one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, it wasn't like, you know, do this now, it was like one step at a time. And it also gave you the chance or the opportunity to hear the stories, right, from from your family members, and then feel their presence, feel the presence of your ancestors, and then start to deepen your relationship, right? So deepening the relationship whether it's with your ancestors with your guides with your angels with your higher self right how how did you do that other than you know just talking to them well maybe maybe that's what you did
1: <laughs> talking to them meditating um making like dates with them mm-hmm. if you will because becoming and uh, building a relationship with your ancestors your guides you know, spirit really requires you to have those times and to really invest the time to build the relationship like you would any relationship, whether it's, you know, with a friend or a significant other or your husband, your partner, um, mom, dad, whoever, friends, you really spend the time developing the relationship if you want a really beautiful relationship. And that's what you have to do with the ancestors as well. You have to spend that time. So I would make dates with the ancestors. I created an altar that honored them in my home. And when I would wake up in the morning, I go to the altar and I communicate with them. I talk to them. I make sure that I have a scheduled time of the day, even now where i connect with the ancestors i honor them i talk to them i invite them in i listen and you know sometimes i get messages and sometimes it's later in the day or the next day when the messages come through and they may not even come through you know from the ancestors it may be something i listen to on you know some music that i listen to or something i hear um on tv or a book that i open up they come in different ways Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started the relationship with them. And then I started inviting them in, in my dreams, because as I said, your dreams are a great opportunity for you to connect with the ancestors. It's not uncommon for people to say, you know, um, my uncle died two weeks ago and he came to visit me in my dream. That is a time that ancestors will come and they usually will come to the person that's more re- most receptive and open to hearing their messages. And I invited the ancestors to come. I did some ceremonies to invite them to come and visit me during my dreams. And then I'd get up in the morning and I would journal anything that came through for me from the dream. And that's how I really got started, connecting with the ancestors.
0: Awesome. And so, you know, we're talking about ancestors, but there's different types of ancestors. It's not just our family lineage,
1: right? Right. So you have your family lineage, obviously, you have your adopted family, if you are adopted, and then you have historical ancestors or ancestors that may have been entertainers or they may have been authors or artists or people who have had some significant accomplishment, some type of a leader those ancestors can be a part of your life as well. And you can invite them in. Now, they don't impact your DNA, but they can be beautiful, wise guides for you. Because here's the thing, we want to help our ancestors and we want to clear these stories, these karmic stories that the ancestors experienced. But ultimately, what we really want is to invite those ancestors in to be a source of wisdom and guidance and to support us Mm -hmm. in our lives. Well, that's what we do with the ancestors that are not related to us that we are inspired by. We invite them in as a source of guidance and support. I know one of my clients, she loves Harriet Tubman. She loves the stories of Harriet Tubman. She is inspired by Harriet Tubman. And so she invited Harriet Tubman to be a part of her, what we call her divine counsel Mm -hmm. to support her with the work that she's doing in the world. Harriet Tubman had a disability. This particular client has a disability and Harriet was still able to bring people into freedom. And that's what this client is doing with her clients. So you basically can pick, I know people who are artists and they have chosen to include a particular artist that inspired them into their lives and they place their photos on their altar and invite these ancestors in. We ultimately wanna build this beautiful team of ancestors that will help us. And those may change from time to time. It may be that right now you're wanting to write a book. You may invite a number of ancestors in that are, were really you know, inspiring writers or writers that you really love their work, you invite them in, you may put their books on your altar as a sign that you're welcoming them to be a part of your life and to give you some guidance. So those are different things that you can do along the way with ancestors that you're not related to.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So basically, anybody that we resonate with that we would like support from, we can invite in, right? We can communicate with them and invite them in. And of course, like all all healing work or all journeying work or all connecting work, it's always good to, you know, create your sacred space, you know, be protected and call in um, ancestors,
1: beings of the highest light and vibration, right? Absolutely. What I tell people is when you're first starting, if you had an ancestor in your family that you had a negative relationship with, then you don't want to include that ancestor at this point when you're first starting out, you don't necessarily want to connect with them. You don't want to um, include them even on your altar. You don't want to put their photos and things like that on your altar just yet. You want to wait a little bit and can begin to connect with the ancestors that are happy, whole, and healed, really. Mm -hmm. The ancestors that you may have had good relationships with or ancestors that are far enough back that you had no relationship with and you want to invite them in, so you can say, "You know I have a great 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 grandmother, and I would like to connect with that great 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 grandmother then connect with that great 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 grandmother and invite her in, and you can just write a note on and place it on your altar saying, "I invite my great 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 grandmother to be here to support me to guide me to share her wisdom with me, and you can even ask her." to help you build a better relationship with your current family members and to help whatever family member you may have that you had a negative relationship with, ask that they help that, rela- that relationship as well. In other words, help that ancestor to heal so that ancestor can now be a wise guide for you, which is another point. That is a part of their spiritual contract to support the members of their lineage the living members of their lineage, it is their spiritual contract to do that. And they do that better when they're happy, healthy, and whole, in a Mm -hmm. sense, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, they do that better when they've released these stories that may have them tied and not able to really ascend to be those beautiful master, loving, guiding ancestors that we want. Mm Awesome. Awesome.
0: Good, thank you, and, and you know, and that's the thing. It's like this is another source of inspiration, another source of support, another source of guidance. When, right now we you know we could use a little bit more support, right? With everything going on right now, collectively, <laughs> we could use a little bit more support, right?
1: Yes, and that—that's the beautiful thing is we can call upon these ancestors, and one of the things that. I mentioned briefly was about the historical experiences of our ancestors, the historical rooms. where we carry the grief that those ancestors experienced. And in carrying that grief, we, it, it impacts how we make decisions, it impacts our health, it impacts our relationships, it impacts our careers. And so if we don't heal that grief, that the ancestors experienced, then it continues to show up in our lives as well. Mm -hmm. And so that historical grief for maybe a loss of land, you know, depending on where you are in the world, your ancestors may have lost their land, may have lost homes, may have lost um, family members at an earlier age, may have lost family members to war, may have had family members kidnapped and ripped from their land. All of that Plays a part in how we make decisions and how our lives are today. We really want to help with that historical grief and help clear that from our lineage so that it doesn't continue for the next generation.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so with you know, with um, the ancestral story clearing we can get to the root of that and clear that, right? And heal that. I would rather, I, I think it's more of a healing than a clearing per se, but right?
1: Yeah, they, what we're doing is we, with Ancestral Story Clearing, what we're doing is clearing the path for those ancestors to come through to support and guide us. And so we are clearing these stories. The ancestors, in a sense, are healed because they're in the spirit world. But sometimes there's still things that are blocking the path for them to come through and support us. Mm -hmm. And we want to clear those stories so that they can come through and they can support us better. And that is how ancestral story clearing works. What we're doing is we're working with the ancestors. I channel the messages from the ancestors Mm -hmm. asking them what are the stories that need to be cleared. What are the experiences? We clear that story. So for example, we may have an ancestor that comes through that has experienced a great deal of betrayal. And I'll work with that ancestor to understand the story. We'll clear the story and then we invite that ancestor to come through and help the client now begin to clear her story or his story of betrayal. And usually the ancestor that comes through has had a very similar story to the client that is wanting to clear, let's say, betrayal. Those stories are very similar. Well, because those stories are similar, now that ancestor has the wisdom to come and help clear the betrayal, the the history of betrayal, the energy of betrayal from the person's life. And that's how ancestral story clearing works. It is me going in and working with the ancestors. But the real work that comes that's really powerful, where the real transformation takes place, is the ancestors will always share some sort of a ritual or ceremony or spiritual practice. And when they share that and you do that, what will happen is you'll notice a transformation that happens pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of this work. And, but it doesn't really require me working with the ancestors, I actually teach people how to connect with their ancestors so that they can receive this information as well and they're not totally dependent upon me. Mm -hmm. Awesome,
0: good. So today, I know we're gonna be taking some live caller questions, right, from from the audience. We have some hands raised. So if you'd like to ask Dr. Monique a question, please raise your hand so that we can get you, in line i suppose you could say so for for today's call obviously you you, you can't do a, a full session on this call all right everybody <laughs> um so what what do you need to know from people who are asking questions who would like to work with you right now
1: you know what i think we'll do is i'll share with them the nine karmic stories that mm-hmm. tend to share Okay. and pick one of the nine karmic stories and then we'll go from there and check in with the ancestors okay sounds okay? good yep. Yeah. and and i always have to look down at him because i don't always remember
0: no no that's okay so um so do you need to speak to the person live or can somebody just write in the chat
1: both either one
0: either one so there you go you can either raise your hand or you can type your uh, question in the chat, but first let's let's hear about the nine um nine what are the
1: karmic stories.
0: Karmic <laughs> stories.
1: <laughs> okay. So we have abuse, abandonment, addiction, anger, and I'll read them twice. Betrayal, poverty, violence, grief, and shame. So there's abuse abandonment, addiction, anger, betrayal, poverty, violence, grief, and shame. Okay.
0: So, you know, like, so Dr. Monique just listed nine of them. Which one stood out for you? You know, that's, that's the key is like, which one stood out for you? All right. So, I I was going through and I was listening and say, okay, not addiction, not this, not this, not this, Mm, you know, maybe that, right? So, you know, do that for yourself, which one sticks out and then we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. So ready to take some questions. (laughs) Wonderful. This will be interesting. It's always interesting. I never know what we're going to get, what we're going to do or what's going to happen on the call. So, um, I want to go to Rebecca first. I wanted to pick some people first who were not picked yesterday or the day before. So Rebecca,
2: <laughs> you want to unmute yourself. Rebecca Baines. Of course, anything. thank yeah. you. Sure, hi. Hey.
3: Hi. Well, I have them all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we do, we usually do. <laughs> Some are are more intense than others, but usually. So yep. pick
0: one, pick one, Rebecca, which one is standing oh. out the most? Um,
2: either the satanic ritual abuse or
1: violence. Okay. So you have an ancestor on your father's side Uh, three generations back that was not only abused, but this particular ancestor was involved in a violent, some type of a violent fight where the people were, many people were killed. And that violence really impacted this ancestor. And it changed who he was forever. And he became somewhat violent, um, but more towards himself than other people. And so this particular ancestor um, has felt connected to you. Do you have a brother? Yeah. Okay. So there's been a connection with one of your brothers, the oldest one. There's been a feel of there's some real connection there to your brother. Um, But this ancestor is definitely one that, you know, was sort of the originator of where the violence came up in your family. And so let's just ask this ancestor to forgive himself and forgive everyone that committed violence around him and to him for the violence that he committed. We ask him to forgive himself, to forgive his family members, friends, the community, society. And we're asking him now to come in And anywhere where there's violence that has been experienced in your family, begin to heal and release that violence in your family. And he's saying that he wants you to place things that represent peace throughout your home. Things that represent peace and safety for you. Just bring them into your home and one of the colors that he is wanting you to bring into your home even more is the color blue. And he's saying, as you look at the color blue, remember the peace that surrounds you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. Good. How does that feel, Rebecca? Uh, well, amazing. <laughs> it kind of teared me up. My older brother is the one who I think has remained active in the satanic cult. So it's interesting the ancestor kind of honed in on him. So, um, whereas I have been somewhat bitter towards that brother, um, it makes me think that I ought to be praying for him instead.
1: You can always pray for him, for sure. Yeah, you can pray for him. And you can also ask this ancestor to be more present because he's connected with him, but there's still not that deep connection. So there's a connection that has taken place. It's almost like he's really trying to reach him and he can actually reach him better through the work that you do. And by having the blue, by inviting this ancestor to be a part of your life, by acknowledging him on a consistent basis, And asking him to create a a way for your brother to receive the information that is needed for him to make a different decision.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, it's interesting. It's that side of the family that has a long history of addiction, too. And I think it's all
1: tied together. The abuse, the abandonment, the violence. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Well, the violence had something to do with with something around the addiction piece. So that makes sense. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you Rebecca. Thank you.
0: So this was a short little process clearing uh, and, and Rebecca was the first guinea pig so that now you all know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so next we're gonna go to Stacy. Stacy, you wanna unmute
2: yourself? Hi, Laura.
4: Hey, Stacy. Hi,
5: Stacy. Hi. Yeah, I'm like the other ones. I can take eight off that list, but I think the abuse is the strongest one. It's every type of abuse. I think that's a good cover for it.
1: Okay. So we're going to your father's side, too. We're connecting with a grandmother on your father's side. not sure where she is in terms of generations but it is far back she experienced a great deal of abuse she had um, some type of a disability Um, it appeared that it was some kind of a fainting type thing and so she was abused mistreated not seen as whole or worthy and that became very difficult for her and she became very bitter and angry but somewhere along the way there's someone in your lineage that has done some ancestral work and started to help her clear whether it was consciously or unconsciously started to help her clear the Traumas of the abuse that she experienced. And here's what she's saying to me is that she wants to connect with you. She wants to be more present for you. And she wants you to welcome her in. And let me see if she has a name. So Laura shows up as a name and sometimes you know the ancestors will give their actual names but sometimes they'll give a name that maybe they resonate with Um, so she is saying that she can help you feel more protected she can help you release the cycles of abuse and release the cycles of abuse in your family so she would be one that you'd want to, to really invite in to work with you and she can help with, I guess there's, I don't know, maybe a mother, grandmother on your mother's side that there may have been some conflict or something around. And she's actually saying that she can help with that.
5: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
5: I know my mom, my grandma, but I don't know my great grandma on my mom's side. And then on my father's side, his mother was very abusive. So you're saying it's above her, though.
1: Yeah, and that would, you know, yeah, it's above her. And, of course, that gets passed down from generation to generation. So, yeah. I've been
5: doing some work on this and forgiving ancestors. And my father was the biggest one. And then my grandmother. So I'm wondering if that's, I I know it's making a difference. But it's like, how far back do I need to go? And that's helpful to know that someone else is back
1: there so yeah yeah so you can go back to that particular ancestor to laura and also the ancestors that you've already forgiven okay. ask them to help bring forward any ancestors that may need more support oh okay yeah and they can do that for you as well and continue to do the forgiveness work and just say you know i'm I'm reaching back even further and maybe even go with each generation, you know, I'm now working with my great great grandmother's generation to offer forgiveness and I ask those ancestors that I've already done the forgiveness work to come through and deliver this message and to help with that forgiveness as well.
5: Okay, good. Yeah, it's so hard because I don't know how far back they go. I don't know. It was so secretive. They didn't talk about family, didn't talk about anything. I already signed up with you, so I'm looking forward to working with you. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm excited <laughs> to work with you as well. Thank you. Yes, so much. we will find out how far back we need to go.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Stacey. So again, Stacey, this was just a short little version of, of how uh, Dr. Monique works, okay? It's not the whole thing. That's a good, it's a good starting point anyways for you. Okay. Uh, so, all right, so we're going to go to the uh, chat as well. So Debbie Carter and she's asking, where does my abandonment issue begin? So she wants to work on the abandonment.
2: Okay.
1: So the abandonment actually shows up on both your mother and your father's side. There's a little bit both sides. The, on your mother's side, it seems to be a little bit stronger and somewhere in your lineage on your mother's mother's side is where the deep abandonment started to take place. There was, there there were a number of girls in a family. This is about four generations back, a number of girls in the family. And originally, the abandonment took place with the father in that situation, abandoning them emotionally, withholding love. Because that's a form of abandonment too. A lot of times we think, oh, the person just walked away. But abandonment of love and emotion and those kinds of things are also forms of abandonment. So that took place. But then eventually something happened where he left and never came back. And they never heard from him again. And that created this fear of abandonment, which... What you may find is showing up in your life as well, or in the lives of members of your family, is that this fear of abandonment that has come down from generation to generation is also creating challenges with connecting in relationships because people are wanting to be sure that they push away before they actually experience this abandonment. So, abandonment is pretty deep in your family, and it's definitely because it shows up on both sides and in multiple stories, that's one that we would really wanna do some work around. For the moment, see, I wouldn't, at this point, I wouldn't even call that ancestor through because she's still dealing with a lot of challenges. What I would do, this is where you could start, write a letter to her asking her to forgive everyone who abandoned her and begin there. That would be a start. But I would love to do some work with you to do some deeper work around that abandonment so that it doesn't continue to show up in your life and the life of your family members.
0: Awesome, thank you. So Debbie, hopefully that makes sense. Let us know how that resonates with you. Okay, just write in the chat. So Zila has written a bunch of messages in the chat. So I'm I'm gonna pick one then, Uh, abandonment, or Betrayal, yeah, what, 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 okay. whatever you get for Zila because there's like lots of messages and, got it. Okay. I, can't, I can't read them all, it's just too much.
2: Okay, so <laughs> let's see what we can do. Yeah, I got it.
1: So when I ask for Abandonment of Betrayal, we go to Betrayal.
2: And I'm more pulled towards your mother's side.
1: Her father's side of the family. There were, there was about four generations back where there were multiple family members, children. And when the father of that family died there was a great deal of betrayal that took place between the kids around the assets and so you may even find that there's some money issues that show up not it could be poverty but not necessarily poverty just issues and challenges with money that are unhealthy um so what has happened is those that betrayal was passed down from generation to generation and they sort of split and those that family unit never really came back together so there's some real separation that took place but betrayal that's where the betrayal started and a quick and easy thing for you around that would be to create an altar and then place three candles on the altar, light two of them, and then use those two to light the center one. And that represents unity. And then inviting those ancestors to reunite with one another. Not necessarily inviting them into your life yet because there's too much stuff there, but just inviting them to clear that story between them. So that would be a, a great place for you to start.
0: Awesome, good, thank you. So Zila, let us know how that resonates. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna go to Trisha. Trisha, do you wanna unmute yourself?
4: Hi. Hi. Hi nice to see you. It's nice to see you.
1: You too. Wonderful, oh,
4: thank you okay we have worked on um can you hear me okay first of all yes okay we have worked on um poverty in the past but you know i was thinking about it and you know what came up to came up grief mm-hmm. uh, we are my husband and i are looking to start um, the process of owning our first home which is exciting congratulations <laughs> thank you but something struck me when you talked about historical grief so i wrote this question in my notes did my ancestors ever lose their land mm. That came that came up to me so i said if i get picked today i'm going to ask you dr Malik. sure okay and what can i what can i do to uh, what we can do to um you know make a smooth
1: road for us perfect thank you okay so the I like to just let spirit come through and the ancestors come through where they come through. And the first thing that they said was, wherever you look for a home, have you found the home already? No, ma'am. Okay, so wherever you look for the home, take a moment to honor the ancestors of that land. So anyone who lived there, anyone, any ancestor that may have at some point lived on the land, any answer so that may have lived in that home. Mm-hmm. Just honoring them and saying, thank you for this land. Thank you for this home. Thank you for blessing us. And even if it's not the home that you buy, okay. not a big deal, you're actually leaving it in a beautiful, energetic space for someone who does buy it. Okay. You're acknowledging them. So begin to acknowledge them as you move from, <clears throat> excuse me, from place to place. Looking at the homes, it's quick. Just quickly say, I honor the ancestors of the land. <clears throat> you know, thank you for this land. Thank you for um, the beauty that we see here, or, or you know, whatever word you want to share with them. That'll be really powerful. Um, yes, you do have ancestors that lost their land. So you have ancestors whose land was stolen from them and they were run off their land. I don't know why the Tulsa riot thing is coming up. I don't know if you had any ancestors that were in Tulsa, but there's something around that. And then there's some that are going, it's going further back than that. There was some like um, farming land and an ancestor lost their farming land. And then your ancestor was ripped from their land, right? So they were taken from their land and there is some grief and sorrow about that. And I would love to do some work with you around it. But to get you started, I would invite that ancestor to join you everywhere you go to look at a home. Okay. And ask that ancestor, does this feel like the right place for us? Not just you and your husband, but this ancestor too, because this mm-hmm. ancestor is looking to reunite with some land, and you can make that happen. And once you do that, there's some real beauty that takes place on the property that you get. Wonderful.
4: Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Monique.
1: You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you,
0: Alara. Awesome. Thank you. That was that was cool. Yeah. Yes. yes. Good. <laughs> yes, we'll get together, Doctor. Okay.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Awesome. That was that was so cool. I mean, some of the stuff that's coming through, Doctor Monique, is like it's so interesting, right? That you, you couldn't make this up, and you couldn't figure this out on your own. No. You
1: know? No. Yeah. No. They they love. Um, you know, I, I And one of the things that I tell people is that I really am an ancestor griot. And in African culture, griot is a storyteller, right? Mm-hmm. And the ancestors love to communicate their stories to me. And so there are some people that say, "Well, you know, why should we be hearing all of these stories? The ancestors want their stories to be heard and acknowledged. And once that happens, then they want to join you. They want to be there with you. It's, you know, we all want acknowledgement. You know, yeah. we want yeah, yeah, of some sort. And so they're no different." <laughs>
0: And it's it's so interesting and I think it's like it's so interesting for me because it's it's never been a part of my life or the heritage or culture because like in India you know we don't have um Hindus for example we don't have like graves right so people are um cremated right right and and there's never like any memorial kind of thing really you know so it's like I don't know and because I, I moved here when I was six years old I didn't have that bond with my grandparents, you know, that who might tell stories about, you know, their ancestors, their grandparents, all, I, none of that, right? So I was like, this is so cool. It's so interesting to hear what um, is really possible, right? You know, it's like, it's, it, I don't know. I just think it, uh, it's interesting. And it's interesting what's coming through you, you know, what they're sharing with you. I love it. All right. So, um, Okay, well, let me go back up. All right, Maria, you want to unmute yourself and just let us know what one, what one of those nine karmic stories you would like Dr. Monique to look into. Okay.
4: Hi. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Dr. Monique. Hello. Hi. Um, betrayal. That's betrayal. coming up. Yep. Very large right now. Okay.
2: thank you
1: (laughs) okay so (sighs) the first thing that comes is there's something that you're doing where you're betraying yourself
3: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
1: and that is the first point of clearing So your ancestor, a wise grandmother, you have a collective of very, very wise, powerful, energetic, healing grandmothers. Yes. They're saying that you have these gifts that you aren't using. And that you're not showing up for yourself and they're encouraging you to take one step towards showing up for you. And when you do, much of the betrayal around you begins to dissipate. Because what's important right now is that you acknowledge what it is that you've been telling yourself you're going to do that you haven't been doing. So if there's something that you've been saying, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and you're not doing it. And it could be something small, like I've been telling myself I'm going to go on a vacation and I don't. I mean, of course, under these circumstances, that might be a little difficult, but it could be, you know, I'm going to change the way I eat or I'm going to exercise or, you know, whatever it is that you've been saying to yourself that you're going to do pick one of those things and really make a decision to do it. Mm. Once you do that, these ancestors, these wise grandmothers will begin yeah. to show up for you. Okay. They'll begin to come through. They'll begin to really um, support you. But that, that is your big step is to do that. And you can invite these grandmothers in by lighting a candle, Mm -hmm. just asking them to be present to help you take that one step, that one thing. But Mm -hmm. you definitely, and you definitely have a lot of the healing gifts that they had. And that is where I think it's leaving you a little feeling a little unbalanced as well. Yeah. If we were to work together, we would definitely work on bringing your gifts through a little bit more and helping you really begin to walk this path and really see your purpose from a much deeper place. Yeah.
0: So that's a pretty clear message, Maria. (laughs) We'll be working
1: with you soon. I look forward to it.
4: Thank How you. soon would that be? Because I feel like uh, Alora, if I don't do this now, <laughs> it's not gonna be in the best interest of myself.
1: Yeah. So I have right a now as early as
0: next week.
4: Okay.
5: Yeah. Thank so you. Go,
2: so go thank for
0: you. it. If I were you, I'd go for it, Maria. It's been long I enough. <laughs>
5: thank you, okay. Laura. Yeah, thank you.
0: Don't cry, just do it. Just do something, okay? We got you. <laughs> we'll be able to help you. Uh, all right, Cindy White, you want to unmute yourself?
5: Yes. Hello, Alara and hi, Dr. Monique. How are you guys?
0: Good. I'm loving you- this. I'm loving this conversation. This call. <laughs> yes, I'm
5: just <laughs> loving it myself. So I have a question. I'm not sure what this category. Category would fall under broken marriages, bad relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if this is ancestral. There's been a lot of broken marriages in my family and relationship problems.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay. So abandonment, betrayal, In grief are the three karmic stories that come up immediately that are contributing to some of your relationship challenges so betrayal and abandonment are, are always huge when it comes to relationships let's see which one they want to share about abandonment Enderman shows up on both sides, but being pulled more towards your mother's mother's side. You had, okay. So there was a woman on your mother's mother's side about, oh, uh, four generations back who was who left her children who abandoned her children and left the father there to provide for the children which of course in that time was highly unusual and it was so difficult for this father that the father became addicted to um alcohol and really stopped being able to support the children so the children sort of had to take care of themselves and the mother eventually came back but it wasn't for years and years and years that that she came back and at that point they were all very angry with her so there's a lot of anger around the abandonment piece but what it showed them is that people don't stay around, people aren't there for you, and you should leave before they actually leave you. And that is the message that has been passed down from generation to generation, which is causing some of the relationship challenges that your family members are experiencing. One of the places that you can start is asking the children of this particular woman in your lineage to forgive her for leaving them and to forgive your father. And it's just a simple, you sitting quietly and just saying words of forgiveness. Maybe something that you may say if you wanted someone to forgive you or something that you may say to forgive someone else. Saying words of forgiveness And then at that point, um, that will help to clear that relationship. Now, if we were doing some work around this, what I would do is actually do a custom forgiveness meditation for you because that story is so deep that it shows up in your family. But here's the thing. It could be cleared quite rapidly. It could be cleared and really cause a shift in how everyone in your family engages in relationships. Not only romantic relationships, but even relationships with each other. It creates a, a much stronger bond. So that's really where we would begin is that forgiveness work. But it, it's not something that, I wanna make it because I don't want you to walk away and go, oh my goodness, <laughs> we have this in the family and I can't, this can be cleared very easily And that grandmother, that, excuse me, that woman, I'm not sure that she's a grandmother. She could be even or not. But anyway, that woman in your family is ready to show up and show how relationships can be really powerful. She's a great, great asset for you and for the members of your family. We just need to help her with her clearing her story so that she can be ever more present for you.
5: Do you happen to have a name for her that I can address her by, a name or last name?
1: So, Mary and Penny, for some reason, come through. So I don't know, I'm not getting a clear. Here's the beautiful thing about working with the ancestors you don't necessarily have to know their name to do it, but you can give her a name that you feel is sort of energetically a connection to her and she'll just take on the name. So that that's, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, I need to know the name of them. And, you know, that's nice, but it's not necessary. It doesn't change the power of their support. It doesn't change your ability to connect with them. So you can give her a name and it could be a name that doesn't necessarily have to be a traditional name. It could be, you could name her wisdom or peace or whatever name you want to give her. You just make an agreement with her that this is the name. And when I use this name, I'm calling you.
5: Okay, that makes perfect sense. Is there anything that she can tell me on my relationship that I need to, to repair or to make it better?
1: I think right now, starting with that, we'd have to do a little more work around that healing to invite, because there's other ancestors in your lineage that can help with that as well we'd wanna invite all of them in to support you with your relationship. So I would say begin there. And then if you wanna do some deeper work, we can do some deeper work together around your relationship, strengthening your relationship, making sure you're um, getting what you need out of it and that kind of thing.
5: Okay, that's so wonderful. Thank you. I really appreciate this information that really opens the light to so many questions i've had
0: Good. Oh. that's so
5: powerful so amazing Thanks. thank you so much for taking my call
0: oh, you're welcome cindy
1: thank you that was great and i look
5: forward to working with you i am really interested
1: i look forward to working with you too thank you awesome. blessings to you all you blessings. too
5: cindy thank all you right.
0: um, okay so we are one second here um so we did two and two right so i was gonna see if there's anything else we want to wanted to get from so many so many (laughs) so many messages so if there's somebody um so mg i don't know mg but uh mg said betrayal
1: betrayal mg okay So M.G. Betrayal goes back deep into your family lineage. Ancestor came up at 14 generations. Ancestor was highly respected in, they're using the term village, highly respected and due to some people who were jealous and fabricated some lies created a great deal of challenge for this particular man in in this village and caused a great deal of conflict. This particular ancestor was a healer. And there were those that lied about his ability to heal and betrayed him, even when they had received the healing themselves. And so it has been passed down from generation to generation. But one thing that's coming through is that you too are a healer and you had a grandmother that was a healer. And you had some grandfathers that were healers as well. And they were never able to completely do their work out in the open for fear of being betrayed. And now you wanna look at where in your life there's some gift that you have that you're not using and begin to look at how you may use that gift even more. There is something, there's, you're very creative and now it's time to use your creativity to begin to do what it is that you wanna do. And that again, will begin to help with the betrayal that's taking place.
0: Awesome. So MG, let us know how that resonates with you. We're gonna take one more from the phone lines or whatever, you know, <laughs> Judith, do you want to unmute yourself? <laughs> I can't unmute you, Judith, so if you can unmute yourself, that'd be Oh, there you oh, You did it and then do it again. There you go. I'm not touching. I go got ahead. it. I got it. It
3: takes <laughs> me a while. Um I have gone through um abuse with, and I met with you um, about 18 months, two years ago, Dr. Monique, and um, that worked out very well. I've released a lot of it. Thank you. Um, But I'm, I'm feeling abandonment now. And I don't know if there is some linkage to my ancestral heritage out there that I could possibly Get in contact with or something. Mm-hmm. I just feel. Um, of course, it's 2020. You know, we're all in the boat, but um, I just feel very um, abandoned and alone.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, as you were talking, there was. Um, were you? I'm not getting that you were a twin. Were you? A, were you a twin? I am a twin. Okay.
3: And where, where is your twin at this point? Um, in Massachusetts. I'm in
1: Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have a connection with your twin? Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Cause I'm definitely getting that there is de- spending more time with that twin. And the reason why I asked if you were a twin is because I couldn't get if it was a twin as in there was an, not ancestral, a um, spiritual entity or if it was an actual physical. Um, But that connection will actually help both of you in that that's where some of the abandonment took place. The two of you came into this life together and what was left is a soul that wanted to be a part of this experience, but there was only room for the two of you. So this soul wanted to come through and be the third part of this connection, but wasn't able to. And you can invite that soul to come into your life in a more powerful way by just saying, come and go with me to the store. Come and go with me here. Let's go in and do the dishes and just inviting this soul in. And because this soul never actually incarnated and wanted to just really wanted to be this threesome. So that connection between you and your, your twin is going to be very powerful, but also very powerful for you to connect with this soul. Now, ancestrally, what happened is in your ancestral lineage, the abandonment that occurred wasn't because people walked away or did something wrong. The abandonment that is in your lineage has come from like death. So there was on your father's side, um, there were a couple of situations where women either gave birth and it was stillbirth or they had miscarriages and there was never like this proper ceremony to honor those individuals that never made it here because back then you kind of hit it right you didn't talk about it you didn't want anybody to know about it it was seen as something bad And so these souls never felt honored. And you can honor them by, I mean, you could do something even fun. I mean, that's the other thing about these spiritual practices, make them fun. You could do a spiritual practice where you bring in um, toys of some sort and you honor them and say, these represent our love for you. And although you weren't able to be here, we acknowledge you where you are. And now we ask you to come and bring that childlike feeling to us. Because when we were children, the fears of abandonment, you know, as a a baby, weren't really there, right? So ask them to bring the baby energy in that will help to release these fears of abandonment and these feelings of abandonment. And bring you back to that place as a baby where you felt secure, right? And, but these are are beings that just want to be honored. They're your, they're still your ancestors. You know, sometimes we think of ancestors are are all people who were older than us, but these are still your ancestors. They are part of your, your um, lineage and just acknowledging them, acknowledging them. And doing something fun. Put you know baby things on your altar and invite them in and invite the playfulness of a child and really think about um, what you see in children and the often security that they feel. I mean you know there are some situations where that's not the case, but you want to focus on those that feel secure and feel loved and feel wanted and invite those babies to come in and give you that and bring that to you okay as well as this soul that wasn't able to be here that wants to walk with you wants to be a part just wants to be included feels a little left out
3: i know that feeling
1: yes yes and you'll notice some you'll you'll notice some some real um peace that comes from that and um
3: just connecting with my twin who is my brother um his involvement with this type of method isn't necessary is it
1: no Mm-mm. okay just making sure that you're reaching out i mean if you have a good relationship then you know talk a little bit more if you yeah is a little strain and send letters or notes or that kind of thing but you don't have to he doesn't have to necessarily participate in this it's just like feeling that connection a little bit more yes yeah when you get ready to let's say call him then invite that soul okay we're getting ready to call our brother you know okay uh, yeah
3: okay yeah. thank you so much oh, thank you problem. so very much thank you, thank you.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Judith. That was great. And, you know, it's like, again, you know, what Dr. Monique is able to pick up. It's amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Um, All right. So I want to take a few minutes and just talk about the the two special offers. And then, you know, we can come back and take a few more uh, questions or so on. So if you're on the live page, (laughs) you might not be because it wasn't working before. But if you are, you can click on... Uh, special offer <laughs> and if you're not you can go to lr.at for slash show for slash monique nine it's also in the email right so just click on monique nine that'd be awesome and so there are two special offers dr monique right so yes. um package a is for 125 and includes a one month membership in the ancestor wisdom school which we haven't talked about yet but i guess we'll talk about it now which um, includes two live ancestral story clearing group healing and clearing circles, plus a forgiveness and release live group session, plus an ancestral story clearing meditation and a Facebook group. So let's talk about that first and then we'll talk about package B.
1: Okay, great. The Ancestor Wisdom School is my baby. something that I absolutely love. In the Ancestor Wisdom School, we meet twice a month. We focus on one particular karmic story and this time we're focusing on grief, which all of us have some form of grief (laughs) that is in our lineage and that grief is tied to all of the other karmic stories. So releasing that grief is one of the most powerful ways to get started in releasing these stories from your lineage. We meet twice, everyone on the call has an opportunity to receive a mini clearing just like we did today. You get to receive a mini clearing But in addition to the mini clearing, you will get a spiritual practice that your ancestors want you to do to clear the karmic story of grief. Now, sometimes they'll even say, this will also help with betrayal or abandonment, but they will help with clearing that particular story. The beauty of the group is that you also get to hear other spiritual practices that are shared by the ancestors. You can try any of those spiritual practices and incorporate them, And doing those will actually help to release the grief or any of the karmic stories that you want to release. So that is twice a month. And I stay on the call until everybody has had an opportunity. So I don't just say, okay, well, I'm only going to stay on for two hours. I record the call. If you can't show up live, no problem. Send me a message. Say, this is what I'd like to work on. And I will do that over the live call so that when you listen to the replay, it's there as if you were right there with me at the time and the clearing will be the same. And if you sign up with Alara by September 22nd, I'm going to include our forgiveness session as well. And our forgiveness session, many of you, we've talked today about the importance of forgiveness and doing the forgiveness work. We have a session that you can sign up for and you can be a part of when you register with this program to come in and actually do the group session. And I'm sorry, I said it was September um, 22nd. Sign up by September 20th. And then September 22nd is the actual group session. Once again, you can send me a message ahead of time and I'll answer it on the call you'll be able to come in and we'll do some forgiveness work. We'll do a forgiveness meditation as well. So that's the meditation, the guided meditation that you will be able to get. We'll have the guided meditation. And then I also give you a guided meditation on forgiveness. So you'll also get an opportunity to receive that meditation that you can begin to work with. Like I said, many people have work on forgiveness and you'll receive that as well. And then we have a private Facebook group where you can join the private Facebook group. I do, I come in from time to time and do lives, answer questions, you can ask a question there and you can meet other people that are doing their clearings as well. And so that is package A. Awesome. And then package B includes everything in package A
0: plus a, um, one private ancestral story clearing session with Dr. Monique, as well as a customized Ancestor Clearing Meditation and Forgiveness Prayer. So let's yes. talk about your sessions a little bit. I mean, like today, what, what, what you're doing is like really mini, mini sessions. But in yeah. the, in the one, one-on-one, how does that work? And what's that like?
1: Okay, so in the one-on-one, I connect with the ancestors that wanna come through. The one-on-one, you receive um, spiritual practices, sort of a plan for clearing that energy. I do some energy clearing work during that time. I'll do forgiveness work. We do that is sort of your your real transformation pra- package, where that's where you'll you'll experience the deeper transformation. That is where you can ask specific questions, so you won't be you know limited to one question. You can ask a number of questions. The ancestors will even open up and say, what questions do you have? And I will channel the answers from the ancestors for you so that you get to hear their answers to your question. I know one person had a question about, I think it was Cindy had a question about her relationship. This is where you would be able to communicate with the ancestors about your relationship, get some guidance and also maybe some spiritual practices that will help Improve or enhance your relationship, and that's the beauty of that one-on-one program: is that we get to really focus more deeply on you, and then we also do a meditation in there that you can use over and over and over again to support you with your connecting with the ancestors. Awesome, good. So, is that
0: the customized, um, is that the yeah. customized meditation, meditation. And forgiveness
1: prayer? Mm-hmm. Yep. That is the customized meditation and and forgiveness prayer. So at the end of your session, based on what we have heard and learned from the ancestors, Mm -hmm. we then do a customized meditation and prayer that you'll be able to use. I'll record it so you'll be able to listen to it, you know, as often as you want. Awesome.
0: Good. So that's package B and package B is 225. So like I said, again, package A was 125. Package B is 225. You definitely want to get package B if you can, okay? You definitely want to work one-on-one with Dr. Monique, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Monique. And again, those two packages are available at lrat forward slash show forward slash Monique 9. Um, if you get your package by September 20th, you can also get the bonus um, live session on, what was it? September 22nd. On September 22nd. That's the forgiveness uh, and release, learning how forgiving your ancestors' stories, mistakes, and decisions can create more joy in your life. Forgiveness is huge. You know, if you, if you really want to, to heal and evolve or move forward, forgiveness is the key, all right? It really is the key, all right? So uh, please do take a look at those. See, see which package, which offer resonates with you, and go and book okay <laughs> all right so um do we have time to take a few more questions yeah uh, readings or whatever you want to call them to um all right destiny you want to unmute yourself
2: Hi, okay. hey, destiny.
5: Hey. oh my goodness thank you thank you thank you
0: so so i don't know if you remember which of those nine karmic stories um, would you guys, yes would you
3: i'm going yes i'm gonna say It's a toss up between the violence and the betrayal.
2: Okay. All right, let's Um,
3: see.
1: Let's not even go into the story, Destiny. It's okay. I know, I'm not even gonna. Okay, so the violence and betrayal in your situation are very, very related. Uh, Betrayal created the violence and then created more betrayal. So it's sort of like a cycle. Those two are very closely intertwined in your family lineage. Um, Two members of your father's family on your father's mother's side, Um, two male members, about four or five generations back getting more five had they were brothers and they had a conflict and there was some betrayal and they actually committed some violence towards each other that ended up with both of them becoming um injured and as a result they continued to they continued to do kind of mean things to one another, betraying one another. And no matter how hard everyone around them tried to help with mending that relationship, it never really helped. So even when there were like family gatherings, these two would always be the ones that would destroy the family gathering, right? Would fight with each other, would argue with each other. And, the older they got, the more intense that fight became and the worse it became to the point where they actually ended up becoming injured and injuring other people as a result of it. It's like vengeance. Yeah. I feel
3: that I'm i sensing the energy of like vengeance. Like yeah. there's a sense of vengeance mm-hmm. and destruction.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Whew. So that's where a lot of it originated, um, let's see what they, there was a, you have this beautiful like angelic, peaceful flowing ancestor, female ancestor that kind of ended up in the middle of their, their stuff. And she was always the one that kind of held the peace and, and was able to keep them from hurting one another and that kind of thing. Well, she ended up being sort of a victim of their fighting. Mm-hmm. And she is saying that she is, your, um, she is your ancestor that continues to be brought forward to stop the violence and somewhere along the lineage she had been invited in and invited in and then i would say like two generations back something happened and she was no longer acknowledged she's just asking to be acknowledged and letting you know that you can invite her to come and help you with issues of violence and betrayal that may be showing up in your family and remembering that violence isn't only physical violence. It can be emotional violence too. And so if there's some emotional things that are going on, if it could be violence towards yourself in, I mean, as as simple as you know that eating candy will impact, let's say a person is a diabetic, you know Mm -hmm. that eating candy doesn't necessarily help your diabetes. That's sort of a violent act against yourself hmm right does she have a name
3: does she give a name so that what i could call her
1: she's telling me it doesn't matter you can tell her you can call her whatever you like Oh. okay you can call her the ancestor of peace if you want to Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so when when looking at where the violence is showing up and remembering and this is for everyone remembering that we don't necessarily look at it as violence, but if we're doing something to ourselves that we know isn't healthy, that can sometimes be a violent act. And if we have violence in our lineage, where that is one of the a major karmic story, like in your lineage, it's a major karmic story, then it becomes more intense. And we want to just really think about that and look for ways that we can minimize that. Now, there's ways of doing it where you might still be able to have that piece of candy, um, but we just have to do some energy work around that. There's ways that, that we can do that so you can still do some of the things that you wanna do. It doesn't mean you have to stop everything, but it does mean that if you have a history of violence in your family, you have to really look at where are you maybe not being as peaceful with yourself as you need to be and that will help also shift the violence that may be showing up in the lineage.
3: Thank you, Dr. Monique. Thank oh, you're you so welcome. That.
1: You're welcome. Thank awesome.
3: you, Lara.
0: Thank you, you're welcome. Hopefully that helps. Good. Um, yeah, it's always interesting what remedies even they bring forward, you know, like what to do um, or, and who, but that was, peace is a good one for destiny for sure. So Kat, I don't know if she can amuse herself or not, but she wants to, she's not sure if shame came first or the violence, they feed into each other.
2: Shame or violence.
1: The violence the violence came first, and then there was some shame that took place. And shame also shows up where there wasn't violence in your lineage as well. Uh, There's some shame around um, an ancestor who, it feels like the ancestor may have lost something, lost land or lost a business or lost something. And those ancestors were used to having wealth and then found themselves without it. So they were highly respected for their wealth, and then after that happened, it sort of um, went away, and they became they they lived with a sense of shame. So I don't know if there's actually some, you know poverty things that are showing up in your lineage as well. But I suspect that if there isn't poverty, there is something around money comes in and then it flows out very quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, And that, those ancestors of money, yeah, those ancestors in that story had some real challenges around money. Clearing up that would be very, very helpful, um, but let me see what you can do to get started. Write a letter. Hmm. Interesting. Write a letter about how shame shows up for you and place it on your altar. And then the next, write a letter of how life would look differently if you didn't experience that shame. Hmm. Put that on your altar as well. And that's the good thing about this too, is that you'll receive the altar guide to help you as well.
4: Thank you, thank you so
0: much. You're welcome. Awesome. thank you Kat. That's- I, I, I chose not the poverty, right? <laughs> but that came through really strong. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Does it say
2: which side or which culture they were from or just? For
1: some reason it's leaning more towards your mother's side.
2: Got it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless.
1: Good. Thank you,
0: Kat. Thank
2: All
0: you, right. You're welcome. All right, we're going to take one more question from Shama. Shama, if you want to unmute yourself. Because, I don't know, I'm fading fast. Thanks.
6: <laughs> Thanks, Lara. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello, so what, Dr. Han.
0: So which one, which one of those nine karmic stories came up for you?
6: Well, I when, when someone mentioned relationships, Mm-hmm. I thought um, the men in my family, my, my aunts, five aunts, my four sisters, uh, were all without men. We did start out with men, family, children, some of us, but somehow we've managed to only live alone and not wanting to have the relationship. So was there any sort of strangulation? I felt usually things around my throat that bothers me. So
0: um, all right, let's is see that what enough, Dr. Dr. Monique mm-hmm. has she's she's getting something. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. In your in your lineage, there's been abandonment and rejection that has taken place. Mm. And if we go back on your father's father's side first Um, fifth generation there was a whole generation there that there must have been some kind of a war or fight or something that took place but um, many of the members of the sixth generation which would have been the fathers of the fifth generation Many of the sixth generation, those fathers were either killed or never heard from, seen again. Um, so that fifth generation experienced abandonment. Mm. And that abandonment kind of carried forward for many generations a feeling that people leave they go and they don't come back. Therefore, don't get too attached to them. And it creates a connection challenge that shows up. Now, what may have happened with your generation is that it wasn't a conscious connection challenge, it became an energetic challenge that took place. So the people weren't consciously saying, I'm not going to connect, but energetically, they were not connecting in the way that they need to or this is the other side of it that happens or what happens is they connect with the wrong people because that that person they connect with keeps them from having to have that deeper connection that needs to happen that um mm. connection that needs to that needs to happen in order for a relationship to really survive and there are a number of ancestors in your lineage that are ready to support you with clearing that from, mm. your, from your current generation and future generations. I'm actually even getting that there are some partners that are like on the other side of the energy wall mm-hmm. that are waiting to be invited in. Mm-hmm. Right? And these are like soul partners that are being, that are waiting to be invited in at whatever level you want them to be at. The key to doing that is releasing some of that abandonment energy um, and that karmic story from your lineage and not just the abandonment, but the betrayal that, that many of the members of the family felt when these men didn't come back. Um, the shame and the grief that took place all of those clearing those actually brings kind of lowers that energetic wall and brings that energy back so that now you can invite these partners in to come and be really powerful partners for you they're they're more of a soul connection partners mm-hmm. that, that are just there they're doing some work on themselves as well, but but you're Beautiful. doing ancestral work to release the, that energy. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. My grandfather from my dad's side, it, the my grandfather came as an orphan from India during the Queen's rule. So, what have happened in India previously? There were a lot of wars, so
4: yeah.
6: that makes sense. Well, thank you so very much, That's You're this welcome. room for, for getting more work done in this department. Thank you. I, that's the release and the relief to know that us women, we, I just thought we're just not worthy of the men out there and they don't want us, but...
1: That's <laughs> not it at all. <laughs> not at all.
6: All right. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you, Laura, for, thank you, Shama. for Picking me. Sure, right. thank you.
0: All right, um, there's a, a few interesting questions in the chat that people would, you know, like general questions. So yeah. one of them was around, um, if you've lost a child, do they become an ancestor?
1: Yes, yes. If you've lost a child, that child becomes an ancestor. And I know a lot of times we think the ancestors are these old wrinkly people, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're only old people, no. Your ancestors or any of those um, that have transitioned into the spirit world have now become ancestors at whatever age they are, and they're able to support you and guide you. Mm
0: -hmm. awesome, good, thank you. Um, And then some, Debbie was also asking, she says, I keep seeing several redheaded women who were witches and maybe did evil spells and satanic ritual abuse. Is it important
1: to know more? It isn't really the, the importance around that is to understand not so much what they did or um, if they did, you know, mean, nasty, um, evil things, but more to just offer them forgiveness mm-hmm. for what they've done. And they probably are not the ones that I would call forward and say, oh, come and help us at this point. Um, they would need a lot deeper work. But you can just say, you know, I, I forgive you for, you know, whatever it is that you feel that they may have done or what you're sensing they may have done and ask them to seek forgiveness for those, from those who they inflicted the pain upon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the story per se, but it is about releasing the, the story or forgiving the past you know, the best you can, their past, what they've done, because remember, we, we all have been and done everything as well, right? So there's no judgment on what, what they did. And, you know, they, you know, in and, and, and their consciousness and their awareness, they did what they thought was right in, the, in that time,
1: you know, so right. it's all good. And that's, that's the other thing, as we're sharing the story, there are stories that the ancestors will give me that will help me with the healing that are not stories that need to come through. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, you know, this isn't a story that needs to come through, but this is how I'm, I can help.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Judith is asking, so we're talking about children who, uh, who transitioned, but would that include a child that was never able to go through to the process of being born, like whether they were stillborn, whether it was an abortion, whether miscarriage, all that stuff, does that include all that of them those
1: as well? Are ancestors. Yes, all yeah. of them are ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. <laughs> Stacy wants to know what kind of lipstick you're wearing. It lasts really well. <laughs> I know, right? Mine hasn't lasted as well. Mine's okay. But yeah, Dr. Monique's is
1: lasting really well. and so nice and bright. When I started, I noticed it was on my teeth and I was like, ooh, I can't stand lipstick on your teeth. <laughs> um, it is Clinique. Good to know. Go check it out Stacey Clinique. Maybe I should get
0: some Clinique too so that you know mine lasts during the whole call. Maybe I I need something a little brighter too. It's like mine's not as bright. Oh whatever. It's all good. Um, So that was so much fun and you know it's like so interesting about the different types of stories right that our ancestors have experienced but also the different types of processes we can do to start to release some of those stories
1: and the energies behind them right all different all different things that we can do and i also want to share that i know there's some people that may not have been able to get their question answered because we just don't have that much time any of the practices any of the information that was shared if you feel it resonates with you and it has something to do with any of the karmic stories that you're dealing with absolutely utilize the information to support you that's the beauty of doing this as a group is that you can take any of this information and use it for yourself as well yeah absolutely
0: yeah good point i was i was going to ask about that and you mentioned that, so that's good um and you know we, we talked a little bit about names you know your ancestors you, you don't have to know their name you can just call them you know you know my my grandmother from my mother's side who wants to help me with blah, 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 you know, just some way that you can identify her, but she knows who you're, who, that you're talking to her. She knows that you're reaching out for her support. Okay. Yes.
1: And give her your name. If you want to give her a name, give her a name.
0: Yeah. If you want to give her a name, give her a name, whatever name that works, that works for you, that you can, you know, that resonates with you that, you know, makes a connection, a a link to her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Her or somebody else. I know I know. there's other questions that I missed and I, I apologize, but I'm like fading fast and I cannot sit any longer. I mean, I was having such a great day with not having any back pain and now it's like, oh my God, I'm gonna just, like, I can't. So I was like, I, you know, I wish we could stay longer, but this was so much fun. I just love having you come on the show, Dr. Monique. And I just wanna say again about the two offers, please do take a look at them and get them before september 20th right so that you can join in on the bonus um class as well okay that the group healing call as well so that would be awesome so those are available at at 4 slash show forward slash monique nine so please do take a look at them and this is real um not just relevant work but this is transformational work that will that can assist you to let go of stuff that's, who knows? Maybe my back pain is connected to one of my ancestors.
1: (laughs) That would be so funny. (laughs) It it, it could very well, it could very well be. (laughs) Yeah. We want back pain gone. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: my my grandmother on my mother's side, just really quickly, um, when she was younger, um, there was a a time when there were some, uh, my English is so bad, bad people uh thieves thieves right were um in the village and they and they broke into our house and they um hit her with a, a stick on her back and then after that she was always like you know like almost like an l like she was never able to get her back up again you know so i was like oh i
1: wonder <laughs> if, I've yeah. taken, if i've taken i've yeah. taken that on then actually invite her to help you stand up straight yes and for you to heal yeah i will, I will do that i, ju- I just yeah. thought of that now i was like oh you've i it. wonder you've said it before you have a number of yeah. powerful healing ancestors in your lineage
0: yeah i, I will definitely call on her because i never have you know it's like i never call on her ever so i will you know and so yeah ah, thank you yeah that's an aha right so sometimes we get these ahas when we don't ex- them you know it's like i just got it now after like i've talked to dr monique before but i haven't since i've had this back pain i don't think you know so
1: i don't think i I had it back in march when you were here invite her in and let her help you with that clearing and healing yeah
0: absolutely i will thank you and thank you so much everybody for all of your questions Uh, you know, like I said, we will definitely have Dr. Monique back again. Are you you back again later this season? Yeah, I think it's
1: November 4th, the day after election day in the United States. (laughs) 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 So
0: yeah, so Dr. Monique will be back again. Um, But in the meantime, please do choose to work with her. You will love it. You will love it. And it is transformational work. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone.
1: Thank you, Dr. Monique. Thank you, thank you very much. And thank you to everyone that showed up today and was here with us. And thank you for your questions and giving me the honor of connecting you with your ancestors, because it truly is an honor. It allows me to live my purpose and to share with you. So thank you very much. And thank you, Alara, for always welcoming me to your show. I love your show, I love you. I just adore you and love the work that you're doing in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, everyone, thank you, thank you. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now. Thank you, bye. Bye.